0: What's up, War Report family? It's your boy Mike G coming at you on the War Report podcast. I'm here with my guy Auburn Memes. From what's up? Twitter. What's up? What's going on, man? How was your day?
1: It's going. Been a busy day. The highlights getting behind the mic again, so I'm glad we're we're at the pinnacle right now. Yes, we are at the pinnacle. Um, I, I wanted to get a little bit into
0: the feeling this off season. Last off season, we had a brand new coach. And fans, it was like this shiny new thing we had memes where, you know, we got a new car and it's got that new car smell. And people were really looking forward to the spring to see what we were going to have going into spring practice and coming out of spring practice. So this year we had a lot of drama in the offseason. We had a different kind of drama last season. We had Gus and, you know, we had the changeover and all that stuff. Now uh, we had a whole scandal to deal with this offseason. Uh, before spring practice, what do you feel like the mood of Auburn fans is right now?
1: Coming off all the drama we just came out of, there's a lot of dust settling. I mean, it is a, it was a figurative explosion that happened. Emotions flew in every which direction. There was definitely a little bit of that fissure that happens when these thinkings when the, excuse me, when these things happen. Of people kind of taking one extreme stance or another, then there was just a few who fell in the middle who don't really know what to think. So. Obviously, when all this stuff cleared and there was nothing to really show for it, I think a lot of people just kind of sit there, standing there staring at their hands like, I don't know what to believe. There was nothing that really came out of it. So there was really no reason to be having these feelings to begin with. And that's what I think is very strange for people, is that they're just kind of sitting there thinking they should feel some type of way because they really got worked up over nothing. And I think the fan base prior to all that stuff was just going on a lot of highs. A lot of highs that came from basketball. Uh, There was some really good recruiting momentum that happened rolling into January. And after that, it had been fairly quiet after a few, you know, rumblings of the coaching carousel. And so I think as it sits now, and, you know, with the whole promotion of Key Sound and some of the other staff being retained, I think the biggest move is just like, hey, let's try to, let's start paving a smooth foundation for some good stability and just, trying to get the message out there that like not only we're fine we're going to be moving forward we're going to be good and I think it's the fans need to sort of kind of grasp onto that and just see like mm. hey we're fine we're good but I don't know if that is that's how they should be feeling I think they're still it's it's kind of like people are kind of dipping their dipping their you know feet back in the water like is it hot is it cold is it safe to jump in and I think that's kind of where people are at right now cuz they're just it's kind of a, a waiting game. Like, is it safe to come out of the bushes or not? Like, I don't know how to feel. And a lot of emotion, been a lot of emotions these, you know, past few weeks. It, it just be, it'd be like this. Like, imagine if you heard all these rumors, like your significant other, they've been out of town and they're cheating on you and you're all worked up and you're trying to figure out, da, 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 da. And just find that they come back and like, oh, that, that, no, that was true. Then you're sitting there like, man, I, I was about ready to break up with you and, you know, like, you know, call the lawyers and just get everything going. And they're like, I don't know how to feel right now. It's kind of like that. Like that's that's how people are feeling. It was a bunch of worked up over nothing. And like it's just well, way it to put it. It did kind of feel
0: like a whole lot of hoopla about what ended up being nothing. Very anticlimactic ending to this. But you know, I thought we I think we saw two different sides of the fan base during during this time. We saw the side of the fan base that really rallied behind what I would like to call what is right. And trying to shoot down rumors and, you know, uh, give this coach a chance. And then you had the other people who jumped on it way too early and had dug his grave. And it ended up uh, not being anything. So I I was proud, memes, of the people who stood up. I was proud of a lot of the players who stood up, you know, and, and, and made public statements and, you know, to the board of trustees even to say, hey, come talk to us. We're the players. This is going to affect us. You know, if you want to know about our coach, come talk to the guys who he interacts with every day and are still here and invested. So that was kind of cool. But I agree with you. It did. I think, I think it was an anticlimactic ending to all this with essentially two statements from the university. One at the beginning saying, you know, Hey, we're looking into something. And then (laughs) another at the end saying nothing to see. So, Now that we're at the end of that, we're headed into spring practice. You know, last season, I think we were all looking forward to seeing what the new offense would look like. What are people looking forward to going into
1: this spring practice? Well, just go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. This is the first real QB battle, (laughs) true and true, Auburn has had in. Such a long time, and we won't get into the. We won't delve into all the years of like. Well, this wasn't as much of a QB battle as this going to be. I think you've really got a situation where you've got. Can you know, argue five, but you know we'll just we'll just for sake of conversation we'll just pretend the Holdman's up redshirting and just say there's four QBs that I think anybody has a realistic cha- a realistic stance of taking an argument to really say hey this could be the guy Mm. and there could be some clout there i mean i really do think that you have a 25 percent chance across the board of any of these guys taking it for various reasons and i think that i think there's a lot to be excited about that i think the the fans really wanted the sexy thing of like the the superstar stud to come in there and just take the take the reins take the bull by the horns and just like you know i'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the Heisman winner I right care. You know, go ahead and chalk me up on your list. And and that's just not how it is. And that's really never how it's ever been, actually. I think that's just a romanticized idea Auburn fans get a little hyped up about. But that's the elephant in the room. I think that's gonna be the biggest thing people are gonna be most excited for. It's just like what does a real true quarterback battle look like at Auburn? But also what does that look like under Brian Harson and his staff?
0: Yeah, you know, you said something there. The first real QB race we've seen in quite some time. Now, Auburn has uh Kind of a a weird history with quarterbacks. Whenever we find a good one, it's like championship contention instantly. If we can find one, the only quarterback uh, there were two quarterbacks. You know, over the last twenty years, I can think of that were maybe a little better than average, and you know, we weren't in championship contention really. Uh, Brandon Cox, way back after Campbell, and even they, I think, had an eleven and two season or eleven and three season. Uh, and then we had Chris Todd in 2009, who he set records under Gus Malzan. Malzan was a first year coordinator. Those are the only two. I mean, you know, other than that, Nick Marshall, you know, one plays away, seconds away from a championship. Cam Newton, you know, championship. Jason Campbell, undefeated season. Jarrett Stidham in 2017, really, really close to the playoff. Since Jarrett, we, it's again. It's we've kind of been in this dead zone with quarterbacks, and we've been sold over the years that there was a there was a great QB battle, and the guy who won it just barely won it in the backup. You know, we feel like we have two guys that can do the job. That hasn't well, necessarily
1: been the case. Yeah, the interesting thing about that as well is, I mean, normally there had been a situation where there would be the anointed quarterback or the transfer who should come in versus the incumbent. There was never really Ed. When there was, you could really make the R's probably a two-way and then maybe a dark horse for a third. I mean, this is a four, arguably five-way battle. Mm. The interesting part about this is Brian Harson wanted to bring in multiple guys that could do it. It wanted to be a, hey, this is a true competition. You're here because I believe you could be the guy. And the crazy part about this is you've got three transfer quarterbacks in there, two of which came in this past season change so that's a really an unheard of deal is that you've got two guys coming in who at least from Auburn's standpoint like we don't know what they're going to do here and then you've got a guy in d davis who definitely had a lot of question marks surrounding him and you talk about another thing we'll just kind of zoom in i mean that's been the that's been the biggest question mark everybody's wanting to get the answer to is like what is what is he going to end up doing is he going to get some snaps is he going to get that fair chance because you know, definitely definitely during the bowl game, there were a lot of people scratching their head wondering what was going to happen with him. So I think him specifically is probably the biggest highlight mark of this that I think a lot of people are going to want to see. Hmm. And then, you know, like the the transfers, when they get in there, um, they're definitely going to have some buzz around him. Obviously, Calzada isn't going to be able to do his full thing because of the shoulder issue. But I would not be surprised if there starts to get a little bit of hype around what's going on with Robbie Ashford, that there's going to be people... Buzz will really, really start to churn once it starts.
0: Yeah, you know, you said something interesting. Uh, you we got you got some intriguing things with some guys coming in. D. Davis, we can't go a spring without seeing a significant amount of D. Davis. I think that would leave fans really upset if we don't see a good amount of him uh, this spring. Last spring, we didn't see very much of him. We He we, we probably made the best throw of A-Day. Last spring, uh, at, the, at the you know at the at the A day, but other than that, the elephant in the room here is not all of these quarterbacks are going to be on this roster come fall. And let's and let's stay here for a second. Calzada and Ashford transferred in, so they're very unlikely to be gone after this year. Uh, T.J. Finley burned his one freebie portal freebie, right? Uh, and he's the incumbent. Technically, because he finished last season as a starter. And then you got D. Davis and Holden Garner, uh, who will be a true freshman. Uh, and I think he enrolled in December, so he'll be going through the spring as well. But who transfers out of here after the spring? Now, mind you, doesn't make a lot of sense for Ashford or Calzada to go no matter what happens. And to me, that leaves Finley or Davis of the two. Which which
1: one do you think is most likely to transfer? Well, Davis definitely has the best situation as far as just the way the rules work are in his favor. He hasn't transferred yet. He used a redshirt last year, so he has a year of college experience, but he has four years of eligibility.
0: Hmm.
1: The favors are, if he were to want to do it, he would be the best one out. I believe TJ is I don't know exactly how many you know credits he's got left to graduate, but if he's not a grad transfer, yeah, I mean he'd have to sit a year at this point at this point now, unless he dropped down to play a lower division of football, wouldn't make a lot of sense for that to happen. So that one you know there's a and I think but I, I think that's the beauty of it is I think these guys all four think like, hey, like I can be the guy. And I think that's what I think that's what coach wants to happen. But Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. I don't see any way that Ashford or Calzada would do that unless there was just some major just devastating blow with like, hey, it was Austin Davis or bust. I just don't see that really being a likely scenario. I mean, obviously, Robbie Ashford from Hoover, he's closer to home. There was more than one reason for that to make sense for him. Mm, yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Ashford is
0: a pure athlete, what I like to mm-hmm. call a pure athlete, two-sport athlete. He looks the part. Uh, he's got all the measurables. It's really going to be about what's between the ears for Ashford, I feel like. Calzada, you got a guy who did it in the SEC. He took down Bama last year, had a pretty good game doing it. But he is going to be limited this spring. So that leaves the door open for D and Ashford to step up and challenge
1: Finley. Going into the summer, right? right and so. I, yeah, and okay. I would say in regards to you know Holden Garrett, unless he just comes out and he happened to be just the next coming, I just there's so much QB talent here. Unless there was just some crazy, unprecedented mass transfer exodus, I just would have a feeling he would transfer. I mean, it is very rare that true freshman quarterbacks at this level, outside of unless you are a future first round draft pick like a Trevor Lawrence are really going to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think red shirting is historically shown to be pretty good for guys development. So with that many quarterbacks, I'm sure he would rest. Sure. You'll probably see one guy leave and then the rest. We'll just see how it ends up panning out for them. Yeah. That's going to be what, and who knows? We're all just speculating. We have no idea how it can go, but I think it's fun is that we have a QB situation that there's so many different scenarios that can happen. It's it's exciting to watch and you actually have enough to like really have some meat to speculate on. And like, so that hadn't happened before, before, I mean, it was a coin flip. Well, it's this or it's this. And even then coins are a little weighted toward one side over another. So this is uh, I think this is actually a really good thing for Auburn to happen because this isn't something Auburn historically does. So, uh, there's some other, but uh, I would say there's probably some other things, um, and spring ball that we're looking forward to? What would be some of those that you got on your mind?
0: Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I really feel like we have Sean Shivers is, is out of here. And we know what we have in tank and Jarquez Hunter. But I'm interested to see if Damari Alston can play some kind of secondary role here, kind of like what Shivers filled in. He gave us something. He gave us a threat, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield super fast. And Austin comes in with a lot of fanfare around him. He was one of Auburn's biggest cheerleaders during the recruiting cycle, and I really liked the energy that Damari Austin brings. You know, he's talking a big game, and I'm I'm, I'm interested to see whether uh, he's got enough in the bank to cash some of these checks he's writing. Now he I wouldn't he's not cocky, which is not what I'm saying, but he's, he definitely is a competent kid. So. You know, having a third option at running back can be very important in the SEC. Now, I love Tank. I do. But, you know, he has a history with injuries. If he goes down, what kind of one, two punch are we going to have left? So I I know it's not the most exciting position battle, but I am kind of looking forward to seeing what some of these other kids
1: behind Tank and Jarquez have at running back. Well, I think it's important for depth. I mean, I think people want to make sure they want to feel happy that hey, this team has some depth. I don't think you could totally write out the fact that they may not snag a transfer guy come time spring or summer who may be able mm-hmm. to just jump in there for running back as well, just for that depth if nothing else. So, I mean, obviously right now, yeah, you're definitely looking at Tank Jarquez as a one-two punch, but you're right. I mean, we never know what can happen barring injuries and things like that. So, I mean, you don't want to be in a 2017 situation where hey, you know, our, our main guys down and. The, the depth chart starts getting really thin after that. And that, you know, we've, we've, we've been burned by that a time or two. And, and that obviously is definitely uh, one thing. The staff does. That, that's one thing they can control is roster management. I mean, they can't control if somebody gets hurt or not, but they can control who the next guy's up and how ready that guy is. So I feel confident. That's something that they're going to definitely try to do. It, rather it be, Hey, we got somebody right now who is, you know, sec ready, or we're going to grab somebody in until some of these guys uh, in the, that depth chart can get a little bit more experience. Now I'll say one thing I'm looking forward to seeing that I don't think it's being talked about as much because it's not necessarily the most sexy topic in regards to spring ball is definitely what some of these guys on defense are going to bring. Yeah. Hey, you got some big Juco guys, you got some guys that are ready to play ball and probably gonna have some transfer guys rolling in here too. Probably some late additions who can make an instant impact. So you know, there was a lot of, uh, I think a, the defense was definitely a highlight of this team for most of the year, especially coming off off the Bama performance. I'm really excited just to see just how much Derek Hall's been taken from a leadership standpoint, just how presence he's been. I mean, he's over there just standing right by the side of Coach Arson. There's been, he was very outspoken and just supported the team and just round these guys together. So it looks like he's really evolving into a leader of this locker room, at least just from a, that's the presence that they're giving off. So I'm really liking to see what he's going to do up there. I think everybody, once they see what's going to happen, is going to get really excited for what, how him and Emba are going to look on that line. And then just some of these other guys that might be playing in the secondary, I think have a really exciting secondary battle, especially you know, given the shoes that Roger McCreary left in that backfield. So that's going to be really, really fun to see how that ends up playing out because there's, yeah. some, there's, some, there's some guys out there and there's guys that are ready.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I got an, I have an article up on uh SI.com over at the Auburn Daily about the defensive back situation. And you know, there are you there was a lot of talent vacated on defense. So you've got smoke is gone. Roger McCreary, probably first round of the draft gone. And those are some really, really big shoes to fill in terms of talent and experience. Uh, now they got some big time flips. Uh, you know, they got Jadarian Rhyme. We flipped him from LSU. Austin Osbury is coming in. And we did major work on, on in the JUCO ranks. So they got the number one uh, JUCO corner safety and the number one overall JUCO player in Thanos. Mm-hmm. So Keontae Scott, Marquise Gilbert is coming in, and you got Thanos filling in. So a lot was made of the guys who left, but there are some really good guys coming in. And being able to hold serve defensively is going to be something that I feel is going to have a big impact on this team's ultimate success this fall. Uh, you know, I think the defense played really, really well at times. You know, they had some lapses in the secondary, but we potentially may be getting a little better all around. I don't think you get better losing a Roger McCreary. So I'm not sure we have a guy who's going to step in at that level. But if we can shore up at safety and, There are some there's some other names that fans probably have forgotten about, you know, late in the recruiting cycle. Last year, we picked up Dylan Brooks. Uh, Tennessee had um, Happy Meal Gate and (laughs) Pruitt was out of there. Uh, But we picked him up late because of that. And and he's going to get a chance to get in the mix here and show what he can do. So you're right. There are definitely some compelling you know, storylines developing on that defense this fall that I think fans are going to really want to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say that the secondary, I mean, obviously when you lose a talent like Roger McCreary back there and then you lose a lot of the experience of Smokes of those other guys, there, there's definitely, it's hard to be, oh, there's going to be improvement. But I think one thing that will help is going to be, I'm a believer that this this defensive line might be one of the best we've seen in a long time. I think there's some really good talent up there, and I feel like just from stuff we've been seeing about how these guys have been mentioning just strength and conditioning and unity, and hopefully the way that you know Schmetting will implement some of the systems in there will be really good for these guys. And if we win the battle in the trenches, then obviously it's going to make it so much better for these guys playing secondary out there to just thrive better because. Well, pressure a quarterback, and they don't have all day to throw, then yeah. it's a little bit easier to cover guys. So and I, I'm excited for um, Embo coming in. Um, I love that he's continuing the strong tradition of just awesome Auburn nicknames being Thanos. I don't think there could be a more <laughs> dominating, like looming name threat out there than Thanos if you're just staring him down from the other side of the ball. So really excited for that. And I mean, most of these guys that do have these nicknames, I mean, they live up to them. You, you don't You don't just get a name like Flash if you're slow. Yeah, true. You don't get a name like Tank if you're not tanking some people. You Mm -hmm. don't get a name like Thanos. Well, we'll just let him. We'll let him show everybody come time this fall why he's got that name. Another thing that I'm looking forward to. I don't know how much we're going to really see this in the spring, but man, oh man, I'm just looking forward to some improved, consistent special teams play.
0: Yeah, you know that cost us. That cost us. uh, At least cost us one win against uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. With uh, Robertson not calling out, get away from the ball and the fumble, you know, it could co- potentially cost us a win there. And so I, I am looking forward to that. Now, we're going to have some change there in terms of who's coaching special teams. There were some promotions on this team. You know, there's a lot to look forward to this spring. I'm looking forward to getting into it. I know you're looking forward to getting into it. And next week, we're going to come back and dig a little deeper
1: into some of these topics. Absolutely. But I think the key takeaway of all this is we did it organically without doing it. But all three sides of the ball, there is something to look forward to in a good way. I don't think there's any looming like, oh, this is going to be absolutely terrifying. I don't think this is, uh, uh, there's a lot of wins across the board from this. I think the way that they're moving the coaching staff around should bring a lot more consistency with the team. So I think that is really paving the way for Coach to do it the way he wants to do it. And that's an exciting thing. I mean, three sides of the ball, all that have their things that we can see improved or at least just ironed out. And I just it seems like the guys in this locker room, they're unified and they're ready to roll. So yeah. I think we're all excited for it. And I mean, I I, I think we could be be uh, potentially looking forward to some um good news on the horizon for how this spring's gonna look like. And I think this legitimately could be one of the most exciting A days that we have seen in quite some time. I
0: agree with that. I agree with that. I think the quarterback race alone makes this A-Day one of the most compelling A-Days we've seen in quite some time. People are definitely going to want to see what happens there. But, hey, listen, A-Day is coming up fast. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're definitely going to get back into it. Yo, it's your boy Mike G. I'm here with my guy, Auburn Memes. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Auburn Memes on Twitter. Drop in the ratios on Bama fans all week long, guys. So thanks for joining us.
1: See you guys next time. Hey, as always, thank you for having me. War Eagle.